you know, when I was going through these things as a kid, I didn't have any perspective of I'm here on a journey. All of that. Right. You can't have it then. (laughs) Not then. I was suffering. Yeah. (laughs) You just (laughs) suffer. That's it. This is hard. Right. And, and, you know, and, and and I needed that even, I needed the blindfold. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you shouldn't know. Sometimes you Mm -hmm. need to go through it. It will stick more. Right. Because you don't understand it. If someone just told you to do it, you have to understand it by experience. You have to experience it. And so now I can say, Ooh, you know, I've, (laughs) I've gained something. Wow. I had to go through that. But yeah. now I can go through life with that perspective. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things that should be paining me and making me suffer doesn't, right? Because now I, I actually own it, you know? Hello, my name is Dami. Welcome to the Adulting Nomad podcast. My guest today is a TCK and an entrepreneur who has a lot of life experiences living abroad. His past work experience spans projects in the investment banking space and at international organizations like the UN. Currently, he's the founder of Kygo, an end-to-end nutrition solution that delivers personalized meal kits to individuals based on their health needs. His inspiration for Kygo stemmed from his experience with the brokenness of the healthcare system and when a close relative was battling a chronic illness. This drove him down the path of questioning and exploring the meaning of life and how that translates to managing suffering. I'll explore how his TCK background helped prepare him for this venture and in defining his mindset that helped him navigate life abroad. Join me in welcoming Uzochuku Chima. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Adulting Nomad podcast. You're my oh, first guest. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, happy to meet you. So I'm just going to dive right into the questions. Um, basically, tying in what I previously mentioned, so with the, with the way the situation of the world is right now, we're currently in a pandemic and mental health is at an all, all-time high. Do you think being isolated from other humans solely contributed to this or is the state of things also revealing some truths about humans and mental health as a condition? Yeah, thanks for that question, Dami. You know, I think, and, and, and first, and by the way, congrats on your, on your podcast. Thank you. I wish it great success. Um, yeah, of course, my pleasure. You know, I think I think when you are forced to be alone um, in any circumstance, it, it certainly can have a, an effect on you. Mm-hmm. Um, it can have an effect because as human beings, we're we're built to really be in communities. We're built mm-hmm. to live together, work together, eat together, and and that can be a very big help for overall health. But you know, whenever we're forced to be alone. Um, it takes me back to what some a subject I've been speaking about very often recently is, is for finding purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to define purpose, I think, you know, a lot of people kind of mix up talent and purpose. And so mm-hmm. whenever we're talking about our purpose, a lot of times we speak about our talent. I'm right. here to be a doctor. I'm here. My purpose is to be a great uh, musician but those things talk about the talent. And, and I think to answer this question properly, I still will go back to that. And it's just yeah. a challenge. I'm gonna challenge all the listeners here to just let, let's delve a little bit deeper into what this whole purpose is. I I'd shared about uh, a child or a kid or a young person going away to a boarding school uh, because you know that's certainly my personal experience. As I started digging de- deeper into life, I, I realized that 
where all of us here are very similar to being away in a in a school you know right. that this is not this is not our home it's just not possible right because we're right. born here it means we came from somewhere else that, that's simply if you follow that like it doesn't matter if you're scientist or if you're religious or just uh, you know meditative or whatever you know people try to ascribe to if you logically just follow the fact that we came from somewhere the question will be where and then right. the question would also follow quickly would be why and and just like in a boarding school if you're hanging out with friends you're not going to class you know you're just or, or any school as of that it doesn't even have to be boarding if you're not attending class and you're not doing what you came to do in that school, you're going to have a certain level of nervousness. There's gonna be a lot more anxiety. There's this lack of clarity versus if you know why you came to the school, you know you have to attend class, but even more importantly, you know why or where you're headed right. after school. You know, it's very simple, right? If you study a certain subject, you want to use that subject when you graduate to, to help people in a different way. The pandemic has forced us back to that question. Right. The people that are able to answer that question a lot more clearly, with a lot more clarity and conviction, not just faith, conviction, mm -hmm. usually have a lot less um, mental health of a struggle than people that are not quite sure. And, and that's what we're seeing across the world, regardless of your language or origin or culture. If you can clarify that question, not only in a pandemic, but in life in general. These are the people that typically are less, harder to rattle. They're usually much clearer. You don't, doesn't mean we know 100%, but mm -hmm. just having the courage to address that question mm -hmm. gives you a lot more clarity, a lot more confidence, and a lot more stability. Yeah. So that's, that's where I see we can use this as an advantage because how many times are we, are we given like nine months off to go and think about our lives? Like that's not going to happen again. Not really an, yeah. Right. So, so we can yeah. use this as an advantage to clarify the reason we're here and then act with a lot more urgency. Yeah. I agree with that. It also sounds like a bit of what you're saying is a person has to find something deeper than what they do on the surface level yes. that gives them a sense of not necessarily worth, but who they identify as truly. And that helps them tap into their purpose. It sounds like that's what you're saying, right? That is their purpose. Yeah, because <laughs> right? if, because no, if every, yeah, because if you don't have the, you're not able to do what you do, like people who had to like, you know, stop working or are not able to do whatever it is they do for as a, as a, uh, as a vocation right. right now, because of the pandemic, now right. it's, you have, you're forced to question your identity. Who am I without that thing? Yes. And if you don't have that stability and that rock solid foundation, then you just struggle and that can contribute to mental health with the isolation going on and the pandemic. So, well, I'll give you a, give you a, another really quick um, assessment, like analysis of this. So imagine if, and this is, everyone goes through this. So I know I can mm -hmm. use it. Uh, imagine if you're getting older and um, you know, you're going to die. Like this is flat out. Let's, let's just go straight to the point here. Mm -hmm. um, if you thought that once you die, life is finished, it's over, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to act a lot differently while you're alive. You're also going to act a lot differently when sickness threatens you, 
or right. reputation or mm-hmm. money or something. It, it affects you in a much more visceral way than, mm-hmm. than someone that understands that this is a transitory place. This right. is not where it is. This is just a place to go through and strengthen your convictions and your knowledge and your clarity and your growth. So you can actually be stronger and more active when you leave here. If like, if you look at those two individuals, Mm -hmm. it's a completely different way of life and response to things that happen around us. And I'm challenging everyone to go deeper into finding out if there is a possibility of continuous existence when we leave this earth. No one said we have to be clairvoyant and travel in our soul. Like I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that because a lot of this life, guess what? We're already living that life as I'm talking to you. We have intuition. We're living a full life inside of us. Mm -hmm. And the reason why a lot of people freak out and have mental health crisis is if you don't live that life normally and all you're doing is living the external, Mm -hmm. when the external is taken from you, you're nothing without it. You don't don't even know what you are. And, and, And you actually start to feel these things inside of you you've never experienced before, right? Mm -hmm. But these are things that are beckoning and asking you to feel me. I'm inside. There's right. life inside. You know, the, yeah. the, the life after here is not outside. It's not like in the sky. It's mm-hmm. inside. Right. A lot of these things that we're saying when we die, we'll find out. We actually can know now if we care to take a moment and weigh our intuition. And when mm-hmm. so you meet someone that's kind, see how that affects you. You meet mm-hmm. someone that is mean, see how that affects you. And then realize that you could be mean or you could be kind. And mm-hmm. living in that way is actually a lot more vibrant way. Then you can go back into life and affect your material surroundings in a much more conscious way. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I've said here is nothing, you know, so spiritually acrobatic. And no, it's just natural. Mm-hmm. It's just natural things that we already go through. We just have to examine the things that we're already going through right examine i i I agree with that having an examined life is underrated and i feel like a lot of people do not practice introspection and that contributes to that emptiness and not really addressing the root cause of problems but um that actually ties in perfectly well to the next question that i have so i wanted to know um, if you could share with the audience based on your experience how important is adulting in helping alleviate suffering because suffering is inevitable we all go through it and part of adulting is knowing how to manage that yes yeah first of all you tell me your definition of adulting before I- <laughs> oh, <laughs> for sure so right. for me when i the first time i actually heard the word adult and i laughed because the person was saying it in the context of oh i just did my laundry i, I i'm adulting and right. i thought what <laughs> that's adulting seriously Um, So my definition of adulting is being able to navigate life and stay balanced. So it's a combination of having the right mindset and having the right foundation and anything is more of an inner work that translates on the outside. And then of course, there's the external that helps you with like navigating life in that country or wherever you are, understanding the culture, understanding how to get a job and things like that. So there's that part of being being a responsible adult but also there's the part of also maintaining a good inner state because i feel the inner state is more important and that translates on the outside yeah maturity right maturity exactly 
So have you have you seen some 30 year olds that act like literally act like they're 16? Uh, yeah, I do. I have seen a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. One year olds that feel as if they might be 35 or 40. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're not pretending. They are actually mature mm-hmm. or immature. Right. Yeah. 40 year. I know 40 year olds that act as if they're 20. And mm-hmm. it's not it's not even just for. And then again, I always, you know, I always take it deeper, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can do your taxes, you can go and have a nice job, you can have, you know, adulting things around you, nice mm-hmm. house, nice family. Like, so wow, this good person is an adult, right? But when it's when it comes to managing their emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Or when it comes to managing their interactions with other people, right? Social yeah. yeah, intelligence. You know, there's, you know, I know there's, there's the IQ, which everyone knows, intelligent quotient, EQ, mm-hmm. emotional, emotional quotient. I'll, I'll add another one, SQ. Social intelligence. I'll even go deep, I'll call it spiritual. Spiritual, yeah, spiritual is always important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the question is even what that means. Right. It's, it's, it's you know, when people hear spiritual, now you think, religion they do yoga are they doing meditation all day are they doing mm-hmm. some sort of acrobatic but you know we are we spiritual is the most natural thing if i have to tell you how spiritual i am then i'm not right, right? so so if you think about spiritual it's simply just living naturally right not otherwise i'm not i don't have to dress in white clothes and run through the streets like i'm gliding to be spiritual right i don't have to meditate all day all you all we have to do and the reason i'm bringing this up is 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 that there is a lot of people that have attained a high level of even material um gain success and and intelligence right Mm -hmm. but still like you know on one layer down it's emotional right the next layer down is spiritual it mm-hmm. turns out that the spiritual, if you're strong spiritually, your emotional and your your intellectual will go will, will also be strengthened. Exactly. And, and 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 what is spiritual intelligence or maturity is simply perspective, right? right? It's perspective. So so and and what is the perspective? I think the key to opening up all perspective is to really understand why we're here. Right. <laughs> we still always goes back to that question. If why I are we here? <laughs> question and just put it up on the wall. Mm-hmm. Why are we here? Where do we come from? Mm-hmm. It has to be addressed. And so for someone that understands that, you know, we're only here for a really short time and, and that the way I affect, the way I interact with my neighbor, my friends that I just met, you know, not that long ago, if mm-hmm. I can give love, share love, which enhances their life and makes them joyful and I can drop hints of things that have ex- I've experienced, so they might be able to use it in their life. Mm-hmm. Like if I know that that's not only going to help me in this life because it's helpful, but it might ultimately pave the way of where I go, right? right. When I leave mm-hmm. here, then that then I'm going to act differently. I'm going to act a lot differently than if I thought I'm here to compete as much as I can and and get as much as I can. And then when I have as much as possible, I can I can give to charity because that's good. Mm-hmm. So we're not even talking bad people or good people. We're just saying perspective. Let's right. eliminate bad people because obviously that's a whole different conversation. Good people also, like just the perspective of, of why we're doing all this stuff and, and what we're doing it for, it accelerates the maturity. It does, yeah. 
it accelerates this maturity that we're talking about. Um, and so that's, that's why, you know, I think is important, you know, for me, it's like always go back there. And if the interactions I have with someone, and again, we don't, we don't have to define this and clarify this today. Like it doesn't have to be all clear in one day, but the willingness to think about the subject, you know, we lose people all the time in our lives. It's a hint, think about this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, don't let that question leave you. Right. You don't have to, it's not scary. Like it's right. part of the existence, right? So that, yeah. that courage to do that, then if we do that every day, then you start to develop muscles in, in yourself that you didn't even know existed. So when we start talking about suffering and pain, it's just like if I take you to the gym and say, okay, you're going to have to push 100 or you're going to have to run five miles at a very fast pace. You're going to be burning. You're mm -hmm. going to be It's going to be hard. The next day you're going to ache. And one may say that you're suffering right? The, there's pain. You might even feel like you can't even walk. And it's like, wow, I'm about, I'm, what am I, am I paralyzed? You know, if you don't know why you're hurting, right? Mm -hmm. if you don't know that when you, when you work out so hard, it's going to hurts, right? You're going to suffer. Right. And the suffering that comes from not knowing why. Right. I'm like, not asking the question. And you, of course, you're not even asking because if you ask, it's a good chance you will find, right? Exactly. If you call up your trainer and say, hey, I just wanted to know, am I supposed to be hurting this bad? They're like, yeah, yeah. because why? Because you're building more endurance because you're building more muscle. It's fine. That alone will give you relief. Now, all of a sudden, you might even feel the pain and smile because like, wow, I'm building muscle. I didn't even know that, right? Mm -hmm. So, so the things that you would have felt were so painful and so unbearable, all of a sudden you start welcoming some of these things. Right. Like, this is good for me because this is going to increase my ability to see things, right? Exactly. So that's, I think, how, I, I think that's the only way how we can go and take a painful experience. And even though it could lead to suffering, mm -hmm. I think suffering is just basically dealing with pain, but it could be joyful suffering. I agree with that. Actually, <laughs> I'm a very big <laughs> proponent of suffering. Um, not in the sense that people think, but I, I feel like the things that I've able to, I've been able to do and how I've been able to navigate life in different countries have come from a place of suffering yes. because then I have, I have a, a, a point of reference that I can go back to and say, I remember when I dealt with that and yeah. back then I thought, Oh, this was the end of the world. So oh, yeah. this, whatever it is in front of me, right, that is in front of me right now does not compare because I know what I've been through and I've, I've overcome that. And like you mentioned, it's all about perspective taking. And yes. I would even add there's an element of gratitude that comes into it oh, and just seeing the blessing of 100%. understanding that life is happening for you, not to you. Mm. And just seeing things that way can, has helped me incredibly with just like managing suffering and seeing suffering as a blessing and more of like, like a cathartic thing that I had to go through that just like refines me and shapes me for wherever I need to get to. Like, because being an adult means that you're, con you're constantly being prepared for the next level. So if you're not prepared, you're not going to be able to handle you it. Know? Right, you're, right. Not, you're, not, you're not equipped for it. It's like going to the Olympics, right. but you don't want to train for it. Right, right, right. You don't have what it takes because you're, you're going to crash. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's exactly so, right. Like you mentioned, we definitely have to build the muscles to, to be able to manage and handle suffering. 
Um, and then also, I'm actually going to go into the next question. So since we have, we actually have a similar background, you also went to boarding school when you were um, six years old in England. Yes. And you came, came back to Nigeria um, for a bit to finish your high school. So I would like to know what was, um, what that experience was like. And did you feel like you moving from place to place affected your sense of self or defining your identity? Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. And I think um, I recently wrote something for teenagers mm -hmm. um, and it was just five small slides, but I captured so much of what I went through. Mm -hmm. um, and my goal there was to really give people hope because mm -hmm. uh, I, won't, I won't even lie, like my, my childhood wasn't the most ideal. Like, it, you know. Yeah, tell us people, a bit about that. Yeah, of course. You know, a lot of people might say, yeah, you know, wow, you were traveling, you went to London. Right. And I went to, oh, That's wow, what they say to you. You're like, oh, you lived in England. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's one view. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I didn't have a good, I had to have a good family. I, I did, and I think, my dad did his best you know he was very successful very early and my mm -hmm. mom you know till today she's just so caring and everything so I, I won't take anything away from them but you know I you know I, I grew up in a situation where um you know my dad was had was suffering through a lot of uh, mental health issues mm -hmm. um and growing up in, the, in an environment that is very uncertain is, mm -hmm. is extremely uh, uh, scary it's just a very, you have a lot of anxiety associated right. with it. Um, and so when I went to England, you know, it wasn't that actually England wasn't boarding school. Um, oh, okay, that was a day school? Okay. A day school. Okay. I went back to Nigeria, which was a boarding school at okay. a very young age. And, and I think my takeaway is 100% blessing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not for everyone. <laughs> mm -hmm, for right? sure it's not <laughs> about suffering I, I i know this really well now that you know some people cannot suffer like others they're not right. they just can't bear it um exactly. but if you can just realize that your potential is very big you know right. no one is compelled to suffer unless they're being prepared for something big exactly so so, so the same like an olympian if you're going through hell of a training just to mm -hmm. sweat it out and be the best trainer runner you can be you're going to the Olympic. That's the best in the world, right? right? So anyone that's going through suffering right now, it's not it's not an excuse. I believe in the Lord. Mm -hmm. right? I just make that very clear because a lot of people that hear me talk, I don't really use his name a lot. I just right. feel there's a certain degree of respect because I do believe he exists very clearly. Mm -hmm. There's no wishy washy. It's clear to no, me. No, I, I I'm I'm with you on that. Like king, personal experience. The king <laughs> of creation in the universe. I and I am mm -hmm. I am I am far superior and far far inferior mm -hmm. right to him. And and I want to dedicate my life to just understanding what he wants me to do here, right? right? Including my own maturity, all of that. So first of all, even that perspective right. makes me makes it really clear to me because. If he is there um, and the creator, he created this entire creation, entire universe, his creation is a perfect creation. Right. It's not sometimes this can happen to this person. Maybe sometimes if I want this person to do something, I just punish this person. No, the laws are perfect, which means that anything we're compelled to experience, we set it in motion. Mm -hmm. It's not by chance anything we are compelled to experience because it is a clear law 
that what you sow is what you reap. You reap. Yeah. Not sometimes, not, you know, you're going to reap something sometimes. Don't worry, you didn't sow it. No, no, no. What you sow, you reap. You can't reap something you didn't sow. Even the slightest uh, experience, the slightest experience of pain or joy, you put it in motion. All right. And we probably don't realize that too. Of course we don't realize. That's why it feels yeah. like so much suffering. That's why it feels <laughs> that because we don't, we don't even want to go in that direction of saying, could I have put this in motion? Could I have done this to someone else or even even just thought about it against someone like then you start becoming more careful in what you what you plant, what you sow. If you're introspective enough to catch that. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, we're living in a world right now. There's no choice. Right. You if you want to keep acting as if you can't see it and you don't want to deal with it, you're just going to suffer perpetually. Whether you have money, whether you have a beautiful home, it doesn't matter. If you're, if you're not checking what you're sowing, mm-hmm. you're going to experience things you don't want, right? If you're deliberately sowing good things, mm-hmm. then you're also going to be consciously reaping. And then you also mm-hmm. will realize something that is coming to you for pain. And then you would much more easily trace where it began, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so in that perspective and understanding that the Lord's will is perfect, all mm-hmm. these laws we're talking about, especially this one, is very applicable to everything, not just a seed, but our thoughts, our words, our actions. Exactly. Then it means that if it comes back for us to reap, it's love. Right. It's love. Because in the same way, we can grow, we can mature. Mm-hmm. You feel the pain, but you also appreciate the pain. Because yeah. now we know what not to plant. We can yeah. look up, as you said, and give gratitude. Lord, mm-hmm. wow, I see. Thanks for helping me see. If you're not sure, why don't you have that prayer? Rather than saying, Lord, take it away from me. You know, this suffering right. I just enjoy. No, why don't you ask, why don't you ask what could I have planted to mm-hmm. receive this kind of fruits? Uh-huh. Then when you, when you get the answer, be willing to accept and like work through that. Is right. it possible that I'm actually a murderer, but I've never really murdered someone? Ah, but Maybe with your you tongue, <laughs> you talk bad when people are not there. You right. kill their reputation, which can even be worse. Right. Some people, once you take their reputation, they're dead. Mm-hmm. And do you do that? Maybe. Oh, no wonder you were attacked the other day under gunpoint. Right. It's like, wow, <laughs> why, why do that? So, so it's an opportunity. And the quicker we can learn this, the freer we become very quickly. And the mm-hmm. more conscious we start to examine things and see things even way before they happen. Right. So we, can, we can feel these things, like we said, inside. So that's my perspective of suffering, even the worst suffering. This is not to, this is not to not take away empathy. Like I'm not saying you see someone suffering, you say, yeah, you deserved it. No, because right. a lot of times we don't know what we did. And, and actually a lot of times we've already changed. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times when we planted these things, we were one way. And mm-hmm. then when the seeds, the fruits come, we've changed. And so you mm-hmm. may see someone that seemingly is so good but they have to endure suffering. Mm-hmm. And for us, if we know better, if we understand this process, we can say, wow, they're going through this thing. Let me, how can I help them? How can mm-hmm. I make help them in any way? It doesn't mean I'm going to take away their suffering, but it may be even just a smile, mm-hmm. maybe just a prayer that they don't even know about, right? 
Yeah. By doing that, you yourself, you're planting new good seeds. Mm -hmm. If we live like that, man, a lot less suffering. So I know I deviated from the question. So in hindsight, I realized that I was, I was redeeming a tremendous amount in, in going through this youth of pain and anxiety. I was actually freeing myself tremendously. So by the time I reached a certain point, it wasn't traumatic. It's not, it's not like, oh, now I have this trauma. No, it's finished. I've already released it because I understood the perfection that I couldn't have gone through that if I hadn't myself at some point had someone experience the same thing I was experiencing. And so that realization just made me shiver and pray and be thankful. So by the time right. I was 18, 19, 20, the question was now, how can I make sure that I would never do this kind of thing to someone else? How can right. I make sure that I am more responsible, that it, when I do have children, that I will take care of, I'll be there for them, I'll do all these things for them as much as I can. How do I make sure that, you know, now that I'm free, that I don't burden myself with more things, right? Mm-hmm. So, so th- that experience, um, I believe, just freed me up. And then what it also did, it gave me so many tools that I can live by myself. I can live anywhere. I can learn languages quicker. Um, mm-hmm. It just made me realize that it was such a blessing of a childhood. Right. So basically, it, it all ties back to what you were saying earlier about perspective, the perspective of even though you went through what you went through as a child in boarding school and um, having to see your dad um, go through what he went through, having a different perspective of this is fashioning me into who I'm meant to be and who I'm supposed to be has helped you with navigating things and coming to that place of seeing this as perfection and yes. what was meant to be. And that's something that I can, I can relate to as well too. Um, everything that I have been through has, is making me and has made me who I am today. And um, yeah, I also wanted to tie in a little bit of the end of the question, the part of defining your identity and um, trying to get a sense of how that affects your concept of home. Okay. Uh, Moving around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good, very good question, actually, because I think um, my concept of home is very different from where it started, right? Mm-hmm. And and just to also add something, you know, when I was going through these things as a kid, I didn't have any perspective of I'm here on a journey, all of right, that. Right, you can't yeah, have it then, was, <laughs> not I, then. I was suffering, right? Yeah, <laughs> you just <laughs> suffer, that's it, this is I hard. <laughs> right, and, and you yeah. know, and, and, and I needed that. Even, right. I needed the blindfold. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you shouldn't know. Sometimes you mm-hmm. need to go through it. It will stick more, right? Because you don't understand it if someone just told you to do it. Exactly. You have to understand you know, it by experience. To, you have to experience it. And yeah. so now I can say, woo, you know, I've, <laughs> I've gained something. Wow, I had to go through that. But yeah. now I can go through life with that perspective. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things that should be paining me and making me suffer doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Because now I I actually own it, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, my concept of home evolved to when I when it became extremely clear to me that mm-hmm. uh, we're not from here. Mm-hmm. And, and when a lot of people, even even when we go into religion or science over here, just says we are from here. This is where we came. You're basically a primitive of the apes and <laughs> the, your ancestors were apes. You're yeah. just a flesh and bones and your right. intellect. Once you right. die, you're going to dirt, not nothing. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I get it because that's all you could see. Science, yeah, exactly. So science is not wrong. It's just mm-hmm. half of the equation, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm interested in going deeper. And so that's why a lot of religions exist is mm-hmm. to help us explain where we're from. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, sometimes they get distorted. And mm-hmm. so, and then they're filled in with big um, gaps. And then those gaps are covered. It's like, don't worry about the gap, just take it as it is. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's why there's also a record amount of people leaving religions and say, I, I, I see it clearly, it's a gap. Like, I Can don't we want talk to about the gap. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a lie. It, if right. you call it a lie because I just want to be kind, I'm just going to call it a gap, right? right. But I'm not going to do this anymore. And, it's, and that's a shame because a lot of these, you know, prophets and truth bringers, and I also believe the son of the Lord himself came down here mm-hmm. to help us understand these basic laws. Mm-hmm. And by understanding the laws, we could trace our roots back home. Right. I believe that, that when you leave this body, I'm looking at someone now, we say, Dami, you're looking at me my name mm-hmm. is Uzo Chuku Chima, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But this is not how I actually look. No, you're not. Yeah. I look like this because my parents on this earth combined mm-hmm. and gave me this body, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. the person that's inside this body doesn't look like this. Mm-hmm. My personality is the same, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if people want to know, like, what are you talking about? Well, if we, or not if, when we leave this earth, mm-hmm. right? We are going to Which will be soon. It's not right. that long. I mean, even if you're 90, just go ask right. a 90-year-old. Or everyone says the same thing. Just like that, it was over. Right. Even 90-year-old. So it's not going to be long. If, you, if we bump into each other mm-hmm. somewhere in creation, in order for you to know it's me, you're just going to, you're just, without even looking, you will be able to tell, right? Because I have the same personality, mm-hmm. you know? My, 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 my appearance will kind of, you're like, I know this person, right? Mm-hmm. But, but you're, you're not seeing my physical anymore. So right. when, the more you learn who I am and my personality, how I speak, how, how I laugh, how I interact, then you recognize me, mm-hmm. right? And, and you could do that with someone also here. We don't have to go anywhere. Like you can just recognize a good character. Right. By how they interact and the words they use. And you can recognize, even so, though someone's beautiful, a bad mm-hmm. character, right? Right. Because mm-hmm. their words are so funny. They weigh you down. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so that's how we can start practicing how the invisible looks, right? right. Through our intuition. Through this confirmation, I realized this is not my home at all. Right. Meaning the earth that is. Yeah. Earth is not my home. It's a temporary place of residence. Mm -hmm. So when I was born in Lagos, Nigeria, that Mm -hmm. was my temporary place of residence. I have the name from there. I have the language from there, the culture from there. But when I moved to England or I'm here in America, Mm -hmm. this is my home now. My temporary place of residence is still Mm -hmm. not my origin. It's still not my permanent actual home. So my interest now is not, even that can change the way you feel. If you have to get up and move, Mm -hmm. you don't get the straw. It's like, oh, my home, it's not not yours. It's not your, that that can be very hard though. Cause I, I struggled with homesickness and most TCKs can relate, but I I do, I do agree with you. Like when you really think about it on the highest sense, we are spirits and the earth really isn't our home. 
it's not. But um, there's still that navigation and that. You know why? So yeah, it's a big adjustment. I'm not saying we even have to know this overnight. I'm mm -hmm. just, I'm just challenging everyone. Don't neglect that question. Don't right. neglect the pictures that come to you. You see, one of the reasons, one of the things that I con I confirmed was the more I asked these questions, the clearer the picture became. Right. So don't be don't be shy or scared to like just ask ask the question delve into it think about it like weigh it within you because you will start to see very clear signs of actually how your home looks it's not like a big cloud you're just sleeping mm -hmm. and everyone's playing the flutes and everyone is singing harps and, and that's that's not a realistic place paradise is actually a very active place mm -hmm. it's the their gardens their castles there there's an active place of activity. You don't mm -hmm. want to die and rest, I, I believe. What you want to do is when you die, you want to act. You want to go and keep helping people. You want to go and keep building things, planting gardens, helping and serving. That's the mm -hmm. nature of the spirit. Right. So even the words we use will start to change mm -hmm. because the actuality needs to match what we're saying. That's, mm -hmm. that's a big deal. So back to the question. Yes, I do miss my places of residence don't get me wrong when you anchor somewhere you were born somewhere yeah you're gonna feel homesick it's not a bad thing mm -hmm. but at the same time if the perspective especially nowadays where people are moving so much there are many nomads out there right. Right? <laughs> it's important to know that you're gonna do that for most of your life and ultimately right. this is not where we are from so you have to be able to let go right and that beg and pray yeah, for a higher for a higher place. So right, is that whole idea of impermanence? And I feel that's something that I've been learning over the years because I moved around. Like this is the Canada is the fifth country that I'm living in right now, and I had to get comfortable with the idea of uncertainty and impermanence. Like nothing is permanent. You're gonna be moved anytime, and also being connected to the spirit helped me with that idea of just letting go, let go of people, let go of ideas, let go of places. Because that's pretty much the only thing that helps you navigate mm. suffering, navigate life wherever you are. Because it's not really about the place. It's about the person and carrying that spirit wherever you go. It's pretty much what, what has helped me with navigating. Yes, yes, I agree. It's the inner life, mm -hmm. right? You can, you can put me in a 12 by 12 foot room, one chair, maybe one bed and a, and a book. And I might be able to live there for 10 years uninterrupted. Yeah, have some walks outside once in a while because mm -hmm. it's the inner life if you do that with someone that has no no appreciation of an inner life exactly they will lose it they will lose, they will it, lose it completely it. yeah yeah because there's nothing else exactly but, they're defined by the external by the external right but the majority of our lives are actually lived internally Mm -hmm. think about it like you know all the words that i'm saying to you right now they're not physical they're, at least they're not heavy physical mm -hmm. you're receiving them some are touching you even right mm -hmm. it can it make you heavy it can make you light mm -hmm. and that's happening in a place that is not here right mm -hmm. so we need to be able to really pay more attention to these finer experiences that we feel mm -hmm. because you literally can build an entire um amazing you know, place uh, within you or the opposite. Mm -hmm. Your inner life could be completely devastating place, horrible place where you won't even want to live in reality. But mm -hmm. a lot of times with the words we use, with the thoughts we use, all these things, they create a, a very, very heavy place inside. Mm -hmm. And you can tie depression, anxiety, a lot of these things happen 
when that inner place isn't clarified. Right. That, that's again just a challenge mm-hmm. um, to to everyone. It also helps the external. You know, it's not it's not going to take away from how successful we are. In fact, it's going to make it more certain. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you mentioned losing your dad when you were seventeen. So what impact did that have on shaping your perspective on mental health, the healthcare system, and the creation of Kago? Yeah, so you know, I went through as a, as you mentioned as an investment banker mm-hmm. right after I lost my dad. I, I basically just said, Dad, like if you're looking at me now, you're gonna smile because I'm gonna be the most successful person you've ever seen. You yeah. know, so my goal was just to be successful as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And when I went down that road, I um I was I just by luck or whatever chance like I became. <laughs> very successful quickly in the land i wasn't born here i didn't come here with much but mm-hmm. it happened very fast and you know that made me very happy to see see that maybe if he was seeing me like that was a lot of my drive but well after i did that i, I then realized i had just run so fast in a direction of material right so when i talk about these things i'm talking about myself you know i'm just mm-hmm. giving an, a clear example of the benefit of when um, I became more than just material. Mm-hmm. Um, I still end up having material, but it just now had a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and when I didn't have a, a perspective of you know of of having life other than material, and and so what I'll say is um, one thing it certainly did is it made me start asking the question. Mm-hmm. This was a young man who was forty three years old when he passed. I'm mm-hmm. around that age now. So I know mm-hmm. he wasn't as old as I thought, you know, right. you say 43, like, at least, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, 43 now I'm just, no, you know? <laughs> no that's not. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it made me challenge that question. Where did he go? Why mm-hmm. fast? What, what's the, what's this life about? You know, we have this opportunity more now than ever. If you're mm-hmm. not losing a family member right now, you're, you're losing a friend. If it's not a friend, it's a friend of a friend. Like, People are coming and going. People are falling sick. Businesses mm-hmm. are closing. People are losing their job. This is a time to ask. Right. There's no better time. The worst thing we want is to get back where we're running on this hamster wheel again and we haven't clarified these questions. Mm-hmm. Then life would just go really quick and end. And mm-hmm. there is a such thing as wasting a life. Yep. I, I believe you can waste your life. And so at the end of it, you will remember, you know, why you were sent here mm-hmm. and if you're suddenly reminded and you're not here anymore that is the most painful experience a human being can experience in their whole existence and and, mm-hmm. that, and and i came to the clarity of that and i'm not saying i'm perfect i'm not saying i'm on the best track, but i do know that i don't want to waste this life right and so that that's what that experience experience did for me it just made me say i need to maximize the, the this opportunity you know that we have here in this life mm-hmm. and how did that um connect to the creation of kego so so initially when my father died um like i said it went through a lot of mental health illnesses it also affected his physical health and you know that was a very painful experience and mm-hmm. you know I, I said i was gonna see what i could do to just be very successful i started having you know got married early, had kids early. Um, and when my son was 13, he started going through some health issues. And then I ended up 
in the hospital. And then I, I then as an adult, I saw how my dad probably was also treated in these hospitals. Right. If you don't own the hospital, you're a number. Right. Like you are, you are not really a human. Like I'm, I'm not saying in the U.S. Right? In the U.S., but okay. it turns out it's in most places. You right. know, mm-hmm. the U.S. has just the most pressure. Right. Because there's a lot more financial incentive to get as many people in and out. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that, you know, even in England, when I speak to people there or, you know, place third world countries, you know, just mm-hmm. a different nature. Mm-hmm. But the same thing is there, which is the individual is not being looked at as a complete individual. Right. They're just looking at what's happening to you right now. Even the best of the doctors would say, here's your prescription for what's happening right now. Right. What caused this? You know, you're, you're much more likely to hear about let's fight cancer. Let's mm-hmm. beat it. Let's take it out. Like, well, what if you could just prevent it? Mm-hmm. Like you're spending hundreds of billions of dollars fighting cancer. Mm-hmm. You could spend less one hundredth of that to teach people how to prevent it. But they don't benefit, so they won't do that. That's the point. And, you know, I, I realized, the other thing I realized is even when we say they don't benefit, it's true, mm-hmm. like pharmaceutical companies, all of that, but it's a lot deeper issue. It is, it's yeah. A, a lot deeper issue. so deep that um, even the person that should benefit is not really very interested. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so even when you say stop smoking because it's the smoking that's going to kill you and it's going to give you cancer. Mm-hmm. The average smoker is not very inclined to stop smoking. Right. And you say, okay, well, why? Because maybe they're addicted. There's many reasons. Mm-hmm. So I said, I, I'm, enough is enough. I'm not going to see another family member, you know, go just because I didn't do all I could do. So mm-hmm. I took all my knowledge of building companies and building relationships and I built Kygo. So mm-hmm. Kygo has actually evolved over time. And, mm-hmm. and Kygo today is basically a holistic platform where we want to teach people how to avoid the issues, mm-hmm. mental, physical, just holistic, mm-hmm. um, avoid pitfalls. You know, I do a lot about just, just, personality, mature, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual kind of um, uh, speak, because I believe, you know, if you could strengthen your will, mm-hmm. a lot of the other issues are not issues. If you strengthen your understanding and your will to mm-hmm. do things, then you can avoid these things. So mm-hmm. and then the next layer down is you can strengthen your knowledge about what causes issues, what causes chronic illness. So we just wanted to build a place where it was global enough that anyone can come to and learn and then not only learn what we do that's different we actually can provide you the actual solutions be it food or be it you know technology or whatever it is that you could use to to live a more holistic and healthy life Mm -hmm. Um, that was a journey you know i I won't say i just thought of it and it came up i I just realized that hey i don't have much time i want to make sure that i dedicate my life in helping people if they're willing because if someone isn't willing, there's nothing you're going to do. Mm-hmm. If you're willing and you come for solutions, then we can provide you with a lot of professionals and technology and things like that that can help you. So that's what Kygo is today. And it's, it's, it's for me, it's, um, it just helps me uh, focus on what I think, you know, um, my purpose here is, which right. I think is the same as yours. Mm-hmm. It's basically 
develop ourselves, improve ourselves, and mm-hmm. uplift our environment and the people around it. Exactly. You, you can do that anywhere. And right? anywhere you like to. Anywhere you like. like yeah. you know, people are spending all their years looking for their purpose. No, you already have right, it. You already have it. You have to look, you have to dig deep. Yeah, to improve yourself. That's your purpose. And help everyone around you. Everything you touch, make it better. That's exactly. your purpose. Then use your skill or your talent to do that. Like an artist is going to do that very differently than a scientist, right? Mm-hmm. So our skills and our talents simply are given to us to improve life here on earth, to uplift mm-hmm. ourselves and everyone around us. Mm-hmm. So that makes it very simple. And, and I think I've always wanted my vocation and my profession to match what I thought the purpose was. Purpose was yeah, because then it's more fulfilling that way. Then You're not, not just work. going through, like, you know how people say they hate their jobs? Uh, like, <laughs> I'm working right now. I, I love my job, yeah. Me, right? <laughs> and everything is, I do, yeah. This is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I can, we're having this conversation. I know even one person can take something from it. It exactly. can help them. Like, then why why not, right? Exactly. So, so kudos on what you're doing, because I Thank think you. it's going to help many people, especially people that are away from their homes and their where they were born and are trying to find solutions. I think it's a great program. Yeah, thank you. So my final question. So there's a quote that says, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So for our audience, what are your top three survival tools or mindset that have helped you? Or mindset, um, well, mindset is basically your, your top three survival tools or mindsets that have helped you navigate life abroad and why? So only three. Only three. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of it also would tie into everything you said so far. Yeah, you know, it, it is. And if I'm repeating myself, I just it's realized. Like summarizing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a summarizing it. And, and the first things first, where are we from? First mm-hmm. things first. If you go into that school and you understand you're given four years, some people are there for six years because they repeat classes. You know, you don't want to be that. Mostly person. in Nigeria, they don't, they don't do that. They don't do that abroad. They, don't do so much abroad, they keep pushing you. Yeah, but you know what? In abroad, you're not gonna finish. You can just leave and come back. Exactly. But it's not gonna take you a longer time, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so, but the frustration of not even knowing why you're there, what you want to do, like it's, it's very scary to not mm-hmm. be clear about why you're here on this earth. Let's just so, be clear. You can. You can say there's no reason. It's just for making money and having taking care of my family. I don't want to know the reason. Then this is not for you. Like this conversation is not, not, not for you. Mm-hmm. But if you do believe in the Lord, mm-hmm. and if you do believe that there's, there's something higher in you, right? Mm-hmm. If you do believe there's a higher place you came from, right? Yeah. Then it's your obligation to clarify where it is, what that means, your relationship in actuality with your creator, right? Mm-hmm. It's not whatever we want it to be. It can't be because the truth is consistent. The mm-hmm. truth is not what you think and what I think, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and so that consistency is how we confirm if it's true because it's always gonna be the same for everyone. Once oh. you confirm that, I would say that is the number one tool because once you know you're here for that reason, then you don't hold on to things and take things so personally. Right. A lot of times it's not even about you. You're just passing through. Why don't you make it better for that person you're complaining about? Make it better for them and then move on. Exactly. Holding you there. Like, don't, you know, so, so that's number one thing. 
Clarity. Mm-hmm. Clarity. Number two thing, which was maybe more materially practical, mm-hmm. is debt, right? In the same way that... Like financial wrong... debt, you mean? Yeah, financial okay. debt. I okay. just... You know, you know, when you come from a place that there's really no credit cards like that, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you come to a place, everyone wants to give you a credit card, mm-hmm. you can get into debt very fast, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And debt ties into making the wrong choices materially. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason why a lot of people are doctors today is because they have to still pay off a lot of student loans. Yeah. The reason why a lot of people stay in a marriage is because the house, if they lose it, they have a big mortgage. Mm-hmm. And they know they're not supposed to be in the marriage. Like mm-hmm. that can bind you in a way that you're not able to live your life properly. True. And, and so That's what so I'll true. say is <laughs> if, you, if you go into debt, learn how to use debt because it can also be a very big leverage. That's what mm-hmm. it's for. You know, you mm-hmm. take 50% of something, add 50%. Now you have 100%. You can mm-hmm. do two times more than you could do with your own. Mm-hmm. So, so avoid using that, you know, use debt wisely. That would be the second um, mm-hmm. advice or two or mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the, the, the last thing would be um, as you're traveling, I'm talking to a nomad now, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it can also apply if you're not a nomad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm guessing I'm talking to 18 to 48 year olds. I'm just going to sum ballpark it. People who are adulting. <laughs> yeah, people are still, you know, out there adulting. You know, yeah. you've heard me talk about the summer phase of life. You know, life is mm-hmm. four phases. For people that don't know what I said is in your spring years, you're zero to 21 years old. Mm-hmm. You're really getting to the age that you have to start adulting, right? Mm-hmm. Between 21 and 42, you're in your summer years. Mm-hmm. Between 42 and 63, you're in your autumn fall years. And, and mm-hmm. then after that, you're in your winter years. Mm-hmm. The reason why that's very important is because um, it kind of instructs you what you should be doing at your age. Right. Should be. It doesn't mean you have to, but if you did, you find a lot more progress. A lot of things would not weigh you down. Mm-hmm. So the age group that I'm talking to right now is that 21 to 42 or say 18 to 48, just to kind of expand it. Mm-hmm. That is the age where you need to be trying many things. Right. You need experiment. to experiment. Don't be afraid to, to fail. Yes, you do. You need to be experimenting with so many things and you need to be channeling your energy on more positive things. Mm-hmm. So easy, especially people abroad, but also here, like it's so easy to get into over partying, overly mm-hmm. drinking, over doing drugs, smoking. Like, believe me, like you want to hang out, just chill out, like do it. But understand that th- that energy, it's not going to be with you forever. Exactly. Like, you, wake <laughs> up and you think you can party like before you're 30. Your body starts affecting, telling you, hey, does. you can do that. It really, it really does. And it's yeah. almost impossible to get that back. Exactly. So if you see someone in their 30s and 40s and and they're still very energetic they typically found a way to avoid doing those things excessively Mm -hmm. Um, and so if moderation moderation thank you so the word Mm -hmm. be moderate in your expending and Mm -hmm. spending your energy but be absolutely and your time too yeah yeah, yes right like (laughs) appetite like take your make sure all your appetite isn't consuming experiences mm-hmm. right because those experiences you're consuming are going to actually give you the energy 
mm-hmm. right? When you spend the energy on fruit, fruitless things, you waste the energy. Mm-hmm. So go out there and try, 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 try many things. And what you'll find is you will quickly understand what you're good at when you do that. I As agree with that completely. Those summer years, once you get in there, then you can stop trying many things. You know, by the time you're in your mid-30s, late 30s, now you're like, I know what I'm good at. I'm going to exactly. Re- now you can focus on it. So a lot of mm-hmm. people out there think, oh, my 28, I don't even know what my life, of course, you're not <laughs> supposed to know. You're not supposed to know. Yeah, you're still you experimenting. Know, yeah, yeah. you know, just take, consider yourself different. I won't even say fortunate because there's mm-hmm. also a lot of gifts in taking time before you know. Mm-hmm. It strengthens your conviction when you do find out, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. so, so, so don't hold back. If there's something you want to do, especially if you know it's helping other people it's bringing, making life more pleasant, mm-hmm. why would you want to hold back? Don't let your fear of people are going to laugh. Why am I going to do this? Everyone is going to yeah. say Who cares about that anyways? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I mean, if they could, people who, people who actually do what you can do would not laugh because they know how hard it is to do it. People who can't do it are the ones that feel the need to laugh. Yeah, those are the majority. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, unfortunately and, and as much as we say it doesn't affect us, it could. And so that's why the last piece of advice I'll say is do it quietly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's so much confidence, uh, confidence that comes when you try something, it's working, you begin to do it very consistently, it starts mm-hmm. to work amazingly, and you're quiet. It just builds this superhuman level of confidence because mm-hmm. you're not getting anything from anyone no one even has to praise you and you're still doing it like yeah. that and then ultimately everyone knows really you don't even have to say anything mm-hmm. like wow is this a person who's always speaking or saying all this thing is this a person who's always building all this? like yeah i'm the person but i still don't say anything you said it come and join me if we want to work together i can come join you tell me what right. you're working on like exactly. you said People want to work together when they're doing that. They're confident mm-hmm. people want to work with other confident people. They're not competing. Right, exactly. And they're secure as well, and too. they're secure. Yeah. So let's be those secure people that are moving and shaking very silently, conserving our energy, you know, building that energy for really big tasks. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Then, then I think um, uh, the world would be a much better place. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Thank you so much for your time. This has been wonderful. (laughs) It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. I hope you learned something that can help you manage suffering. Or better still, gain a new perspective on how to navigate your world. If you enjoyed this discussion, please share it with your friends. And leave a comment on the website. And that's at www.theadultinomad.com. Or tag me on Instagram at the adult in nomad with your comments until then i look forward to seeing you in the next episode